Hey, hey, it's Nelvin Medora here with a Swipes email for August 18th, and it is Friday. I hope you're having a great day. The Swipes, of course, mean Swipe, Wisdom, Interesting Picture Essay, and today is Splurge. So for our Swipe, it's clear that the next David Ogilvy lives in India. Check out this solid copywriting. It says Chai GPT. Chai GPT, genuinely pure tea, <laughs> enhanced with AI, Adrak and Ilyach. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think those are spices or something like that. Anyways, I thought this is funny. Does it sell more chai? Who knows? But it got a lot of attention. I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's a good time. Um, here's a piece of wisdom. What do you think is a better pricing structure? Monthly payments or yearly payments, maybe even quarterly payments? There's clearly pros and cons to each one. Like with monthly payments, you can get people to test drive a product without a really high price. So it's got this low starting price. And then you can upgrade a yearly if you really like the product. Um, yearly payments have a big pro and con to them. Uh, one, you get a big discount when the customer buys for a year and you get all the money up front. So you don't have to worry about monthly payments and you get super cheap renewal sometimes if you go for yearly because they'll knock off a couple of months because, uh, you know, people like yearly income better than monthly because it's all the payments at once. So my personal thought as, is that both of these work together. Like a lot of people ask me, you have communities, uh, products that you work on. It's, I think both of them work together. You have not just a monthly, not just a yearly, but you put them both. So the customer says either, you know, 97 a month or 750 for the year. So we often see people dip their toe in the water with a monthly payment, but then upgrade to yearly payment to save money. Um, what's your experience been, been with monthly versus yearly pricing? I think they just work really well together. And actually for a while had quarterly pricing for a year or two. And what we noticed was it never brought in quite as much revenue. I think it was just like a, it's just not a normal pricing structure. Uh, three months at a time is kind of a weird thing compared to like one month versus one year. Like people get that. Um, quarterly was just like not as common. So it did work. I always just felt like it kind of like messed up the flow between monthly and yearly though. Um, here's something interesting. I love showing different uh, data in different ways and I've never seen this style before. It's, it's showing the ranking between the largest economies between 2000 and 2020 and it shows way less information than a traditional line graph, but it, th this layout does um, show information easier and more attractively. So it shows like the US is still at the top, but China is quickly rising. You kind of see where countries are going up or down um, in a very easy way without like, you know, a ton of like financial information. Here's a fun picture. Uh, so our friend Catherine built a cold plunge and sauna setup and she was out of town for a few weeks. So me and a buddy have been jumping her fence to use it all the time. So she sent us footage of us breaking into her backyard. Um, and I put these videos side to side and it looks like the burglar Olympics. So who do you think won? I jumped over the fence slower, but opened the gate faster. And then Sam jumped over faster, but opened the gate slower. So I'm not sure who won on this one. Um, here's a quick little essay that using images to display info is often much better than trying to explain it with words, especially when it comes to kind of like semi hard to understand topics. Sometimes images are just so much better. For example, this is an image of inflation visualized and it shows like a big stack of money versus a little stack of money a long time ago. And it's easy to understand that like, oh, that's what inflation is. Like you have to use more dollars to get the same thing. Um, I explained unbundling in this Excel spreadsheet or unbundling Craigslist over here. And uh, uh, th these are all things I've shown in past swipe file emails, but I do wanna bring the moral of the story back to this. One of the things I always think good copywriters should be good at is knowing how to make images. 
I don't think you have to make them really good because you can always make an image and then send it to someone else to make it good. But you should be able to learn um, Photoshop or Canva. I personally used to use Photoshop all the time. To be honest, I never use it anymore. I just use Canva for everything now. And it's just so awesome to be use something with uh, templates. Um, I, I sort of use AI image generation stuff, but I still haven't got super into it. Um, a lot of the stuff is still really sci-fi looking and stuff, but it's getting better. But knowing how to make images, I think, is one of the most important things a copywriter should do. We actually have a course about this inside Copywriting Course. And splurge. So this is an interesting thing. This is kind of a swipe and a splurge. So if you look at this wild-looking metal ball, it's embossed with letters. And this is the innovation behind the IBM Selectric typewriter. Old school typewriters used to have literally like a little arm with an A and an arm with a B and an arm with a C. And what happened was like they would get stuck and there's just there's just a lot of moving parts, right? If you have 26 characters plus numbers and spaces and all that stuff, you have roughly like 50 uh, characters on this typewriter with 50 arms, it's 50 mechanical moving pieces and each one can break. So instead, this IBM Selectric typewriter built this little ball thing and every time you hit a letter, it would just move the ball into the right position just you know in milliseconds and strike the page. You see a little gif of it here in action. And so when I wrote this post, I immediately wanted one of these things. And so I went on eBay and bought four of them. I thought I was gonna use them as paperweights. I was gonna give them to a couple of friends as gifts who are also writers. And here's the funny thing. I thought these things were the size of billiard balls. I thought it was like a pool ball um, and it was heavy. And I don't know, I don't know why. I guess I just never seen one in person. And in reality, I got them, I got them the other day. These things are like an inch big. Like it looks big in this picture, but honestly, it's like one inch wide and one inch tall, and it's super ultra lightweight. Like when I got the package, I was like, wait a second, this can't be the right thing. Cause I bought it off eBay, it came in like a weird box. I was like, this can't be it. <laughs> and they just look so big in all the pictures. In reality, they're just tiny. Uh, I even show a picture of them in my hand over here. They're just tiny little things. They're actually hollow. I thought they would be uh, heavy for some reason. They're hollow and very light and have this jagged bottom, which looks kind of cool. Anyways, lesson learned, and they're still kind of neat. I just put them on a uh, you know little uh, book stand to for decoration in my office. But <laughs> that's kind of funny that I bought this thing expecting it to be these big, heavy billiard balls, and it was like these tiny little things. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed the Swipes email. I will talk to you later.